Okay, hello, Leanna. Hello, Ed. So, uh, sad news to report: the uh, death of uh, one of the original monkeys, uh, Michael Nesmith. Uh, I don't know if you were uh, were you a fan of the monkeys. Did that was that before your time? Or? Uh, they they uh, ran what were probably reruns on TV. I'm aware of the monkeys. If they ran, if they were on TV when you were alive, those were reruns, right? Because they. I think they were canceled in 1968. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was aware of the show. Um, well, it, uh, I admit that, you know, there was a time uh, early in their career where they actually outsold the Beatles. Oh, yeah, they were huge. They were huge. Now, of course, those records where they outsold the Beatles, those were session musicians that were hired. It wasn't actually the monkeys playing the playing the the. Uh, instruments and so on which was a major point of contention the monkeys felt they were skilled musicians mm-hmm. but uh they were created to be a tv show version of the beatles an american tv show version of the beatles right and so they weren't you know they were basically the first real uh prefabricated boy band yes you know the the, the backstreet boys and uh in sync and BTS, all these people, basically, their genealogy extends back to the monkeys. Uh, among other places, yeah. Well, I mean, you could argue that some of those boy bands were more the Jackson 5. Certainly um, BTS. Okay, all right. But uh, the monkeys, very... The, the, uh, whole build, the whole build a band phenomenon definitely began with the monkeys. And uh, I, I admit, I like the monkeys' music. I... Uh, I like uh, Last Train to Clarksville and I'm a Believer and yeah, Daydream they're... Believer. I I have a bit of an issue with this false binary between, not that anybody cares about my music nerding. This is what Nerd Music Nation is for, <laughs> the show on New Music Nation. But I have an issue with this false binary between assembled by a company and not real musicians. You know what I mean? Like some people, they, for whatever reason, package better as part of a group than a solo artist. And they're, they're perfectly good musicians. They work well together. They sound good together just because they weren't, you know, friends from the old neighborhood growing up. Why does that make them any less, you know, I think it's more a question of do they actually write their music? Even, you know, even then, even then, there is a skill. If if you see some of these, especially these K-pop bands, holy snot, they work hard. I don't care if they write their music. The, the, the BTS is one of the less challenging choreography out there. That's no, that's no knock against BTS. I actually think they're a good level of choreography, but just the multi-part harmonies and the choreography and, and, and all the packaging and those, those bands work hard. And all right. for, so, for people to suggest that just because they don't necessarily play instruments on stage, they're not real musicians. Well, bye-bye Frank Sinatra, right? Well, he's a crooner. Yeah, he's but still, he didn't write music. 
Frank Sinatra is a classic. You cannot touch Frank. Okay, but what does he do? Frank Sinatra had a great tone and great stage presence. But he wasn't a musician. He was a singer. That's a musician. I don't know. I think a musician is someone who plays music. Okay. Not someone who sings music. I, I have this weird affect in my singing voice from playing the saxophone. And I have to constantly be aware of it. Singers are musicians. I don't care what anybody says. Singing beyond a certain level is difficult. It takes work. It takes skill. You have to be dedicated to it. Singers are musicians. And people that get on people who just sing, I'd like to see them try it and sound that good and then complain. I don't think it's an insult to say a singer is a singer. Because and not a musician, a well, singer they, is a singer. There's, what are they singing? There's, there's Music. art. There's a, there's an art to singing. There's a skill to singing. There's a dedication to singing, as opposed to people who play instruments. Yes, where, but, who make music. But why is using your voice as an instrument, as opposed to an external instrument, not an instrument? So, like I was saying, I understand that a singer is a singer. Okay, but that means a trumpet player is a trumpet player, a trombone player is a trombone player, a piano player is a piano player. They're all musicians. Will you stop making sense? No. It's really annoying. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm grouchy today, so I'm making more sense. Are you grouchy? Are you living in a garbage can? No, well, I mentally yes because i'm sick of these slang terms we weren't supposed to talk about this but people may find this amusing i'm sick of these terms that the internet gets a hold of and it's just this cast off that people just go that's throw in word and they don't have to think about what they're saying they don't have to defend their point of view we live in an age now where people think they can just go no offense but toss off an insult and not have to defend their position. Well, that's always been the case. No offense, yeah, but, but no offense, know, but means what I'm about to say is offensive. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like someone says, I'm not racist, but they know that the next thing they're going to say is in the danger zone, right? Don't do it. But people just feel so, and it's not even on the internet. It's not even on the internet. If it was just on the internet, I would be less, what is going on here? about this. People do it to your face. Absolutely. I, Listen, before the internet, people were yeah. doing the no offense, but, or I'm not yeah, a racist, but, but it's the, the but part. The it's thing, the but part that is the issue. And I think maybe the reason I'm a little bit defensive of pop singers right now is to me, the thing is that's cringe. Anything, that, that I hate that. That's anything, that, that statement. That's yeah. cringe. Anything joyous or deliberately ironic or sticky or just fun it's just that's cringe and they don't have to explain what their problem is with it it's like the new b word it's just something you toss off against people that they somehow have to now defend themselves against the accusation of cringe when no if you don't back up what you're saying things tossed off that casually can be dismissed equally casually so why do it why do people feel this overwhelming urge to be a jerk to strangers? I do not understand it. Makes them feel powerful. 
Why though? Like they're they're outing themselves as the biggest loser in any given space to see, me. They don't see it that way. They see themselves as casting themselves in opposition to the loser by calling something a loser. They are by they are de facto casting themselves in opposition of being a loser. Therefore, they are a winner, even though they are in fact a loser. Yeah, like that's what people should know. That's why I want to talk about this. When you do stuff like that, when you're the person who just dumps on everything, Ed, uh, no, you like some stuff. Dogs playing poker saves you. Oh, but, I love dogs playing yes, poker. There you go. I can I can name some things you actually like. It's a but bit of inspiration are, from heaven, there, dogs. There you poker. go. There you go. Good for you. And what do you mean good for you? That's good for you. You, you like something. That's what you say to somebody getting off the short bus. What do you mean good no. for you? No, good for you. I'm I'm legitimately happy when anybody likes something. I don't care what it is or how much I can't stand it. All right. The, Wait, you but, can't stand dogs playing poker? No, there are other things you like that I can't stand. Pez? Yes. Love Pez. Yeah, we're getting off topic, though. All right. Uh, you know, somebody who just flings insults at things doesn't bother to back them up. Because when I, when I criticize something, sometimes I have to, you know, with the video game stuff that I do, because I have to explain why I think something missed the mark or you know, isn't exactly appealing to certain demographics who play video games. Um, well, there's a difference I, between being, being a critique right. and being critical. Yes, and a critique involves detail, right? You're not just, that's cringe, and you leave it there. Uh, it, it, when someone does that, be aware, people who do this. I'm calling you out right now. Anybody who has ever tried to accomplish anything thinks you're a giant loser. Period. End of story. You're the guy who, or, or the gal who doesn't try to do anything. Though I don't find women throw that term around as much. Some do. But I find this mostly coming from guys who you know, are trying to be all tough and macho and above it all and not recognizing that that ain't cool anymore. Once you decide to engage with something you think you're above, you are now actually at the same level as the thing that you're engaging with. Yeah. So and, and you're not above it. You have now just entered. You got down in the same mud and yeah, let's I hope mean, it's mud. OK, I have a friend who deliberately has a furry icon in his Twitter profile to draw aggro from jerks. We should, so, we should define this. Okay. Not everybody knows what a furry is. Well, people know what a furry is. It's an no, anthropomorphized- not everybody, but What about for those who don't know what a furry is? Well, I'll, I'll define it, fair point. Um, it's an anthropomorphized animal. So Zootopia or Tony the Tiger, or I didn't realize this, but Thundercats, because I didn't realize Thundercats was a furry thing because they're not like, you know, they're not like a tiger or, but I guess his name is Tigra and Lionel and Chitara. I don't know why Thundercats did not read as furry to me, I think, because they have more human faces. And but, we should point out that there is, amongst those who consider themselves furries, there is a sexual attraction component mm -mm. or arousal component. Not always. Mostly? Not always. No, no, no. That's that's uh, actually a minority. Of, I of, thought furries all got turned on by anthropomorphized no, animals. No, that's a myth. 
Tony the Tiger gave him an arousal. No. Well, okay. There's some Tony the Tiger content that is probably bait. Um, there's That's a, great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, bronies, for instance, that are a subsection of that's guys who like My Little Pony. The fact that there even has to be a term for that indicates how judgy we are as a people because My Little Pony is quality. Okay, I'm not the biggest fan of the newer stuff. I've the never classic... watched My Little Pony oh, in my life. My All Little I know Pony... is that they're little plastic ponies with long hair that smell like things. They're rubber. No, they're, okay. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic is quality. And it's quality, okay? It is a quality show. The number of people I know whose kids got into it and they're like, I'm a brony now. This show's quality. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic is quality. And I don't think there should be anything wrong with saying this. This, this things that are macho are fine. Things that are not macho are somehow, oh, get it away. It's just posturing. And that's, to me, where the dunking on furries comes from. The this is cuddly and in some ways a regression to childhood. Though My Little Pony is not. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic is surprisingly sharp, especially watching the original shows from the 80s and seeing how far it came. But yeah, there's this real stigma against furries. And so my, my friend deliberately has a furry icon to draw aggro from jerks so he can just dunk on them. But he uses wit and terms of turns of phrase. There is an art to the dunking, right? And that's the difference between someone who actually bothers to come up with something clever. It's still an ad hominem attack. I mean, it's not nice, but at least there's some skill in it as opposed to that's cringe or that's chuggy. You know, it just Chuggy. Chuggy. Ed just found out what Chuggy I just, was. I just found out that word existed. I didn't know what the hell Chuggy meant. Yeah. Chuggy. We're always do, making up new crazy words that mean do, the same thing as old words. Do we need to define Chuggy for people so they know if they're being Chuggy? I don't even want to bother. Well, Chuggy is basically the okay boomer. Because you know how millennials go okay boomer to boomers? And, well, I, and, and to Gen Xers. Yeah, I cannot stand the whole okay boomer thing. Because, hey, stop, hold your noise, as my, my stepfather would have said, uh, for a minute, you might learn something from the boomers, you know, but there's this resentment some millennials have for the boomers because they believe they ruin the world. I don't share that view, but it's okay. Millennials boomer. go okay boomer, right? To boomer. You know what I usually say? What? Uh, Thank you, Zygote. You, you know what I think? I the, there's a there's a monster, there's an enemy class in Gears of War called Boomers. And so whenever I get okay boomered, I just go boom. Like the monsters in the in uh um the, in the game. Got Gears of War, isn't it? Yeah, in Gears of War. Yeah. They have they, the, the boomers who come out the and shoot things, shots. they go boom. boom. And I'm like, it automatically becomes cool. What are we even talking about anymore? Well, the fact that Chuggy is the okay boomer that Gen, well, it's Gen Z, but we're in Canada. So Gen Z levels against millennials. So all that really cloying, very suburban, skews suburban female stuff, like live, laugh, love pillows. 
and you, you know that that really um very characterless stuff that people use as accents in their home vapid stuff that people with no character use to pretend that they have character right anybody who sees that knows these people have no character that they're trying they're using throw pillows to try to give people the sense that they have any personality whatsoever they're know them well enough you know they have no personality and you're not fooled by the pillow that is supposed to tell people that they have personality if your personality for your home comes from your pillows then you have no personality whatsoever well anything any place you anywhere you can buy personality at home sense or winners if you're buying personality at home sense or winners you are chuggy well chuggy is something was a trend and now it's not a trend anymore that could be anything so yeah any trends happen so fast remember on fleek on fleek yeah that That was a trend in and of itself Okay, that, by the time people knew what it meant, it was gone. But that that was the whole point, right? Code, coded language is is something else. But basically, chuggy is if you're still wearing the stuff you wore in middle school and high school, and you're in your mid twenties now, you're probably chuggy. I mean, my issue is that the stuff that was trendy when I was in high school now, like cutout tops and crop tops and bell bottoms and stuff like that. That's all back in style now. So I am Chuggy confused. <laughs> I, am, I just want people not to confuse Chuggy with uh, the uh, pop star from the 90s, Shaggy. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Yeah, this, this is Chuggy and Shaggy not related. Yeah, um, there's, this, there's this weird tension now with Chuggy and with, stuff from the 70s and 80s that for the longest time people just were savage that you liked it and now it's back and cool and i admit i'm really enjoying that element every every sales record or or milestone that abba hits i just cheer right on because i took so much crap in the 80s for liking abba so as I was saying, Michael Nesmith died. Yeah, and, the monkeys. Uh, he was. There you uh, go. He was more than just a member of the monkeys. He also is credited with creating the concept and the execution of music videos. He was uh, the, a pioneer in the creation of music videos in the early '80s. He put together what would become known as music videos. Uh, he won the first Grammy Award for music videos. Uh, and uh, for his video uh, called Elephant Parts. He was a real uh, uh, multimedia pioneer. So he was more than just the guy, one of the putzes in the uh, the monkeys. Yeah. He also uh, was independently wealthy because his mother invented liquid paper. Nice. And when she died, half of her $50 million fortune went to him. So when he was taking the train to Clarksville, he was in the first class compartment. Oh, that's interesting that he actually developed a show for Nickelodeon. Yes. Nickelodeon which was, spun off into MTV. Yeah, that was the proto MTV, the uh, the music video programming that he created. So he won visionary. He won the first Grammy Award for music video. Are you echoing me? I said that about 90 seconds ago. You didn't say it as clearly. <laughs> All right, we'll go with that. Yeah. 
we're going to go to a break. Do you want to now say we're going to go to a break? No, you said that clearly. Oh, I see. All right. We're going to go to a break. <laughs> Funny laugh. Well, because uh, it's like, I finally got you with one of your things and you appreciated it. Well, it's because I it, it was so clearly bull, bull crap that I was, I was impressed that you were engaging in such things. Now you're having a moment of self-awareness. I'm going to go to a break and Leanna's going to join me. And when we return, there'll be more here on Saga 960 AM. <laughs> Leanna, have you had your uh, Tim Biebs yet? My what? Your Tim Biebs. Oh, that blinking Bieber thing with Tim Tim Hortons? Yeah, Tim Biebs. I, okay, embarrassing confession. I don't go to Timmy's often. I prefer McDonald's coffee. The I mean, deuce I make, you say. Yeah, I make my coffee at home, but... Timmy's coffee gives me really bad gut rot. I drink coffee black. And I mean, the the pinnacle of Tim Horton's coffee is the double double, right? If you, if you can't have the cream in Tim Horton's coffee, at least I find it's very oily and it, it gives me terrible gut rot. So I only go to Tim Hortons if somebody else wants to go to Tim Hortons and I get the smallest possible size and suffer through. But so have you got any Tim Beebs yet? No, no, I don't. I, uh, that's a very Canadian thing. I can't think of any American uh, promotions with like Dunkin' Donuts or anything like that. Where no, they have them with, with, with pop stars. Well, McDonald's did the BTS thing a while back. But those weren't little little balls of dough. Well, they were. I don't know. They were something with it was a like mango a happy sauce. meal. It was yeah, like I mean, a happy meal. It was. It was like a happy meal. But it, yeah. it was. It was a specific, a particular sauce, or something like that. But the drive-throughs at McDonald's. Yes, sauce. Well, it was like mango, like a spicy mango or something like that. Well, because when I think of South Korea, I think of spicy mango treats. I, I thought it uh, was to match the color of their hair at the time. I don't, I don't know. I like BTS. I'm, I'm good. J-Hope forever. I'm good with, I'm good with BTS. I don't even know what you're talking about. J-Hope! Um, J-Hope is one of the BTS guys. Isn't that the person who's now dating Ben Affleck again? <laughs> no, that's J-Lo. Very different. Oh, whatever. Come on, you um, don't know the different, the different BTS guys? You don't know the different names? I... I still don't know the difference between the Teletubbies. Why should I know the difference between the BTS guys? It's the same thing. They're exactly the same, but a different color. That is more apt than I think you realize. All right. Okay. Um, so uh, uh, it, Tim Beebs, I thought that his star had sort of fallen and that he had gotten a bit of a reputation for being involved in drugs and stuff like that. But apparently... He's uh, his star is risen again. Yeah, he found God or something. He always had God. He came from a very religious background. Yeah, but he, they played it back up again. Well, um, I don't know if you're going to find God in a Tim Beeb, but uh, this is, uh, I would say, as much as it makes me cringe uh, that they're doing this promotion, that they're, they're, they're falling at their feet to worship this tin idol, Dustin Bieber, uh, it's brilliant marketing. Is it? It's brilliant. 
because it brings preteens and early teens into Tim Hortons. See, I don't think that's the Bieber market. What do you think the Bieber market is? I, I think it's 20 somethings who, you know, it's like the people who are my age that still go to new kids in the block concerts. Oh, those are losers. It's, it's, you know, it's, I'm biased because I know someone who goes to New, York, New Kids yeah, on the gonna, Block I was going to say that was harsh. And that person is a giant loser. But I don't know if everybody who goes is, it's good to have some, they, some nostalgia. They this feel stadiums. a giant loser. You know, they feel stadiums good for them. They're making money. But yeah, I, I really think this is probably something to bring 20 somethings into Tim Hortons instead of Starbucks or uh, what's the other chain? Oh, yeah, McDonald's. Well, <laughs> are they even a player anymore? It's Starbucks, McDonald's, or, or Timmy's. Those are sort of the three lines in the sand. I mean, McDonald's brought in the coffee line to try to bring in the same, the same group, people who don't want the fast food. But, you know, you go into McDonald's for inexpensive, decent, medium roast coffee. You know? Anyway, it's brilliant because it brings in a younger audience to Tim Hortons that has not really developed a Tim Hortons habit yet. And it makes them more likely to develop a Tim Hortons habit to make Timmy's part of their routine. Yeah, so it's establishing way, routines. In that way, it's, it's brilliant marketing. I, I just it's the same thing with Starbucks. The coffee's not drinkable black. That's, that's my big thing. That's why McDonald's coffee has my business. Hope nobody advertises on this station. <laughs> well, based on uh, the revenue we get from the show, nobody does. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, th- but that's a very Canadian thing. I think that it's a very Canadian thing and it is, it is uh, rewarding a Canadian who has become very popular on the international uh, stage. Um, And I think that it's okay to say good things about Canadians who have achieved things, even if I don't like their achievements. Yeah, that's, that's fair. What there's going to be a a Nickelback uh, coffee thing soon. No, Nickelback, it'll, uh, I'm trying to think of what Nickelback would would connect with that was Canadian. Maybe Nickelback bacon. Uh, an Avril Lavigne donut. Nickelback bacon. Think about it. It's like back bacon. But the, problem is, the, pro- the problem is the cost of bacon has skyrocketed. Some people want their nickels back when it comes to bacon. All right. But it's good that yeah. we, no, we I, celebrate I, I, I Canadian accomplishments. We don't celebrate Canadian accomplishments enough. This is not to say that I agree with putting Keanu Reeves on Canada's uh, Walk of Fame. Because when you put someone on Canada's Walk of Fame and most people's reaction is, I didn't know they were Canadian, that person shouldn't be on the Walk of Fame. Okay, but, in fairness, though, Keanu Reeves is apparently like the nicest guy in the world. I don't care. We're not giving Walk of Fame stars because people are nice. Okay, but it is not a bad thing. I'm surprised it took this long, right? He shouldn't he, be there. Why? Because there, there are people who have made careers in Canada alone or have been on the international stage as very uh, public uh, ambassadors of Canada. I think Keanu Reeves spent about 45 seconds in Canada in his entire life. I, so that, that just makes a mockery yeah, of but the Walk you, of Fame. You know, as well as I do, the Walk of Fame is all about people who are famous in the U.S. 
uh, try to get them to come back here for for publicity shots and the they have a smattering itself. of a smattering of canadians just as a nudge and a wink the but... walk of fame itself is embarrassing why would you copy something that is distinctly american in this case hollywood well, why wouldn't you come up with a wall of fame okay, or yeah. something else why yeah. does it have to be exactly a duplicate a, a, a watered down duplicate of something from the u.s that's a case where we're not celebrating Canadian ingenuity. Yeah, we're yeah. copying something from the States and making ourselves look pathetic. Yeah, they don't get snow in Los Angeles the way we do here. The fact that this is supposed to be an honor for people is covered with like slush and based on where it is downtown, probably urine. Uh, it, it just, yeah, it, it, it's, just a, it's just a symbol. It's a metaphor for how we treat Canadian achievement in this country. And I'm with you. I'm done with it. I'm tired of, of these, these smart people not having anything good to say about Canada or our system or the way we treat people or our standing in the world. I am so, it was actually uh, Gerald Butts's Twitter feed. Gerald Butts, former senior advisor to Prime Minister Trudeau. Yeah, and now he's involved in a bunch of like green initiatives. Uh, but he was pointing out that it, you know, the 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 right leaning publications are not going to say anything good about Trudeau, but they went so far. I mean, Andrew Coyne is Andrew Coyne, but went so far to suggest that Trudeau shouldn't be lecturing anyone else in the world about democracy. Well, Fun fact, Canada is one of the only, according to The Economist, which is one of the few reliable sources left now. That's in a media. magazine published in the UK. Yeah, uh, but, you know, it's, it's World Democracy Index. Canada is one of the few full democracies in the world right now uh, based on, you know, um, based on their metrics. And if one of the few democracies in the world can't speak about democracy because we do a few things wrong, that enables bad behavior. Because if a little mistake is the same as a big mistake, then, then there's no moral standard, right? That, that's just throwing away your ability to think critically. Well, if you've got to be perfect to be good, then no one's going to be any good. And you're referring right. to an article by Andrew Coyne that was published in Globe and Mail. Yeah. But we can't read you portions of that article because it is behind a paywall, which if you're going to put out something inflammatory and, 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 and designed to cause people to talk, don't paywall it. What was the headline on that, uh, that article? It was, you know, Trudeau shouldn't lecture democracy summit uh, hold on, I'll get it here. Uh, Trudeau, Justin Trudeau shouldn't lecture attendees at the Summit for Democracy. He should take notes. From yeah, who? The goes, U.S.? This goes back to this whole conservative talking point that uh, having a uh, mixed parliament, like virtual and in, per mm -hmm. and in person due to COVID. Is uh, that what it's about? That's one of the things that they claim that Trudeau is, is uh, ruining democracy, is, is, is despoiling democracy because we have a parliament that is part virtual and part in person in order to, to satisfy not crowding together that, with such... uh, COVID concerns. 
and it's which is absurd because first of all the people complaining mostly about this are the conservatives they have the worst attendance record in parliament and secondly there is no indication that question period is less robust because right. of virtual questions there's nobody who's being denied the opportunity to have the floor right to, have, to hold the government accountable through a mixed uh, virtual and in-person parliament That's so the right. whole thing is just an absurdity that yeah. Andrew, Andrew coins great at absurdities well it, but the problem is they're rewarded for saying and and this is what's annoying me and this is interesting one of the things at the democracy summit was media and media effect on democracies and how independent media is is eroding and how you know biden was saying that government should be putting money into independent media the argument then being that media is no longer independent whenever it's when it's getting money from the government but that, can yeah. i just say that that is not a, a true indication of what happens well it trudeau, depends trudeau gave money to uh, keep local news operating. And he yes. gave millions of dollars and people thought, wow, that's gonna buy obeisance from these, these outlets. Well, first of all, no, no it doesn't because millions of dollars is not in, divided up amongst all the broadcasters is peanuts. Yeah. Uh, secondly, Trudeau gave money to media outlets that have been uniformly anti-Trudeau yeah. and have remained anti-Trudeau. There yeah. were no strings attached. So the idea that that kind of money in a in a in a robust democracy comes with strings has just not been borne out okay but the problem with the model ed is that it only works when you've got a guy like trudeau um in the prime minister's office uh, a regime like his which though flawed generally respects the uh, you know autonomy of the media you get into um the Harper years or, or some other, you know, even, even under Chrétien, there were shenanigans. Um, the lack of separation becomes a problem. Now, I don't know what you do about that simply because, you know, Canada can't compete with, you know, the juggernaut to the South and so on and so forth. And, and, places that are trying to infiltrate our media like the, the Chinese Communist Party and and the Russian government or or their you know their their cutouts uh, they can't compete without some sort of government intervention the way our government doles out money is extremely flawed but at least they're making the attempt my concern is if these programs get too uh get get too reliant on government and then a government comes in who doesn't share the same belief in freedom of the press our democratic standing can really take a tumble and even now i do think a lot of the coverage is not enough information far too much opinion if that makes sense. And, and, and I get it. It's clicks. They want people to read it, so on and so forth. But we, we've got to find a way where just straight up information is delivered to people in a way that's, that's digestible, but still isn't riddled with a 
opinion to the point that it is no longer informing people, it's biasing people. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes plenty of sense. I mean, the whole the fact that anybody is still talking about the we charity thing, you know. Just Pierre Paul Evra. He's the no, only one. He's no, the there's still that beating the beating that dead horse. That, that whole organization was clearly a gong show. But that's the wrong question, right? The question was, were they inordinately influencing government? And the answer pretty clearly seems to be no. All right. Uh, at that moment, at that point, at this point, at any point, uh, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, uh, more stuff here on Saga 960 AM. <laughs> Otters are cute, aren't they? Okay. You don't think otters are cute? I, it's just, I'm trying to get my head around the topic change. We go Ot- from the important importance of democracy to otters are cute. Otters are cute. Try to keep up. Otters are Otter, cute. Otters are very smart. So I, I know otters are like an internet meme. And otters are very cute. Used to be this time of year, a uh, one of those... Muppet style shows, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Remember Emmett Otter? No, I actually don't remember Emmett, Emmett, Emmett Otter's Otter. Jug Band Christmas. It was a really good Muppet style. They used to also have a, a great one. The, uh, the Muppet Frog Prince was one when I was growing up that would run every Christmas. I think that it just, lo- I, I think that the, the, the picture quality <laughs> and everything is a little dated. Like there's this no way looks, to run it now, but. He looks nothing like an otter. Who, Emmett Otter? Yeah. His name's Emmett Otter. Of course he's an otter. What? Okay, it actually was a Jim Henson production, but what? So what, anyway, what otters, are, otters are generally cute, so I was surprised. These see. otters are swilling hooch. I was surprised. Will you stay focused? I was surprised to see a uh, headline in the newspaper. Thought I was going to die. Said a man attacked by 20 otters during his morning walk in Singapore. 20 otters. I would think that the otters would come over and cuddle you and, and maybe like coo and things because the otters are so cute. And I never would have thought that somebody would be afraid for their life from otters. And I didn't know otters traveled in packs like the jets and the sharks. They're, they're, they're wild animals, but they are also animals with families. Well, and I mean, I know people like that. When you encroach in their habitat, stuff gets real. Otters apparently have stand your ground loss. <laughs> so the otters, uh, the guy got too close to where the otters were raising their families. Okay, and... let, let, let's be clear from the start. Apparently it was a case of mistaken identity. Oh, they thought he was somebody else. A, yeah, a jogger went through the park and stepped on one of the otters. And it was a, a oh, it group was on. of otters, a group of otters with babies. Oh, it uh, was or on. pups, it uh, was and on. so the otters practiced self-defense and attacked the wrong guy and bit him about twenty-six times in ten seconds. Oh my god! When you're an otter, you're an otter for life. Um, I mean, I'm with the otters on this one. If somebody steps on me, so how did the guy get it to get free? His friend scared them away by like making a lot of noise. So I imagine, I mean, our otters, do they have rabies? No, nothing that cute has rabies. 
Well, I, it, it doesn't seem he needed a tetanus shot. Tetanus? They weren't made of metal. Well, he needed they, well, rusty nails. No, you can you can get tetanus from wild animal bites. Uh, antibiotics, tetanus shots. I mean, they 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 tuned him up. These, these otters tuned him up pretty good. Uh, but it's uh, supposed to show you that no matter how cute something seems, it can tune you up. I mean, think of Grogu in the in the Mandalorian, little yeah, cute guy. It can pick you up and shake you against a wall. People in general need to have a bit more respect for animals in general, even if it's somebody's pet. Ask before you you pet someone else's dog or cat. I mean, cats will warn you, but dogs dog can have some issues. And if if you're approaching an animal you don't know and who doesn't know you, you know that the way they communicate is sometimes chompy chomp and that's the animal world so if if you don't properly respect animals and you get it there's nobody to blame but yourself yeah i uh i was just stunned that these cute little animals this goes to show you nature it puts a cute little face on things but that thing may eat your face well in in singapore apparently they're in certain areas they're kind of like raccoons can you imagine if in Singapore they found uh, otters chewing bubblegum and spitting it out? Wait, I mean, otters are otters are, are clever little things. But in Singapore, I think it's against the law to chew bubblegum. Yeah, that they can take it up with the otters. I, I think the otters will go, you know, my rights, fascist. I love little otters. They're very cute. They actually managed to find pictures of otters looking psycho on in some of these stories i i know some people on twitter who absolutely love otters and are I mean, they uh are they can you tame them uh can they be pets i'd like a pet otter here no it is not legal to have a pet otter can you get an exemption like mike tyson with his tigers i think it's it's very difficult now it depends it depends on what um municipality you live in, but I wouldn't recommend anybody get an otter as a pet. What if I run for mayor and change the laws so I can get myself a little pet otter, take him out for a walk on a leash, play catch, get my little, little wading pool that he can go in and swim around in? I, I think much like any, you know, you know, dogs are a domesticated species. Cats aren't even fully domesticated and anybody who has cats <laughs> knows the difference uh though i'm not well, that's sure because my... domesticated means they know who's boss in the case of cats they do know who's boss it's Them. the cat yeah but i'm i'm not sure my dog is fully domesticated he doesn't know who's boss no your dog's an idiot yeah my, yeah my dog your is dog doesn't know his name special know anything oh he knows his name he just doesn't mean that his name followed by anything else means he's supposed to do something. Well, no, it's he, like uh, that dog. Your dog is like Charlie Brown's teacher. The dog's name then. Well, that was like that episode of The Simpsons with Santa's Little Helper. Right. That's what I always think of when Santa's Little Helper finally learned sit. And that was it. But yeah, long story with my dog. We don't have time for it. All right. We're going to go to a break and come back to close up with a uh, pet peeve that I have.
Oh, okay. So stick around for that, because as you know, it takes an awful lot to rattle me. <laughs> All right. Liana, you know what drives me crazy? What? When I'm going to type, when I'm entering uh, a website and I enter my username, and then I go to enter my password and it won't let me see the letters that I'm entering for my password. I cannot stand that. Like, can I not be, are they telling me that I can't be trusted with my own password? It's Why will you not? Some of them have that little eye icon yeah. where you press that and it lets you see what letters you're typing. Yeah, like, a, you don't have that. You could mistype your password yeah. and not know. Is it? Are they not remember? Are they, are they yeah. rejecting your password? Um, are you using an old password? Did you change your password? The number of times I've had to change my password because I can't see if the the reason that my password is being rejected because they won't let me see my own damn password. Why is security so tight that I can't be uh, trusted? to see the, the, the letters I am typing in to my password. If, I, if somebody's looking over my shoulder, I have enough wherewithal to say, don't look over my shoulder. I have enough wherewithal, the same way you go to a bank and you enter your ATM thing, you, you know, don't let people look over your shoulder and see what your code is. But why can I not, what is the reasoning behind me not being able to see how and where I am typing in the password to see if I'm typing in the right password. Because every password has to have an uppercase, has to have a symbol, yeah, that, which a number. You gotta, yeah, you got to change. Yeah. You got to change from uppercase to lowercase. You got to go to that other thing, which has all the symbols. There's a lot of button pushing and stuff like that. You might make a mistake, especially me who has no hands. You yeah. might make a mistake. And if you don't have the ability to read the password as it's being typed, you have no idea why the thing's not going right. And yeah. then you don't do it. You do it wrong so many times. They lock you out. Yeah. 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 No, it that that's one of those things with with information security. There are actually secure practices. And then there is what I call security theater. That it makes you feel like they're doing things that are more secure because some information security is sort of counterintuitive to the average person. And, you know, I don't, they've made passwords so complicated that you either have to use a password keeper or write the passwords down. And the minute you do that, anybody who gets access to your primary computer or your space has access to all your passwords. It. Well, I don't it, have anybody coming around my place looking at my, you know, I don't have like Ryan Reynolds doing a movie where he's dressed up all in black and he's well, got a the, little thumb drive and stuff a, like that. I don't have really, that happening. The, the thing is that a lot of these procedures were used when people had, if not offices, then at least cubicles. It wasn't these open workspaces. It, part of the lack of online privacy is the lack of in, uh, you know, meat space, real world privacy and it's just, you know, everything's getting pushed to phones now. So that that in and of itself, I mean, anybody can get a hold of your phone and it's really easy to to take someone's phone sometimes, especially people who just leave it places. I never leave my phone anywhere if I can help it. That isn't isn't in my house. I always pick it up. But it's uh, 
yeah, security theater is a very, very frustrating element of online reality. Drive me freaking crazy. So anyone yeah. here who has, who's running websites, who doesn't let people see what they're typing in for their password, would you please give me the option of pressing that little eye icon so I can see what I'm typing? So, so I Microsoft I'm, Outlook. <laughs> is that one of them? I don't use That's that one. one of them. That is the absolute worst defender. That's what kills me. Microsoft I Amazon, Outlook. Oh. I think Amazon is the same. Is it? Yeah, yeah, at least they, I believe so. Amazon is the same, and I use Amazon. And Amazon don't get on doesn't me for using Amazon, by the way. Sorry, Leanna. Don't Amazon, get on me for using Amazon because I tried to buy a winter coat locally, and I went to local stores, and they didn't have my size because I'm not that big. I'm not that easy to, to fit. And they told me to go online to their website because they have more sizes. And I went on to their website, and their websites were broken. They weren't working. So in the end, I had to go to Amazon because these people, if you want me to buy local which I support up your freaking game. And if your game is bad, don't get on me because you weren't able to fulfill my, my needs as a consumer. All right. And on that note, Leanna can be found on Twitter at red Leanna K her YouTube channel, where you get videos four days a week, five. If you're a patron is uh, Leanna K on YouTube, check it out. Entertaining, informative, challenging, and uh, humorous. Check it all out. I'm at uh, newmusicnation.ca where you see me throw in. Leanna's there too. Uh, both of us there have shows on newmusicnation.ca, spotlighting the uh, best in uh, music and music videos from artists from across country um, and uh, across Canada, I mean. And that's it, Leanna, anything more you wanna say? No. Okay, well, as, as determined last week, here comes our sign off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>